Hey, this is Heath Padgett, and welcome to the RV Entrepreneur Podcast, episode 56. The RV Entrepreneur is a weekly podcast where I interview nomadic entrepreneurs who are running a business while traveling full-time. I'm recording today's episode from Florence, Alabama, next to the Tennessee River, and you may have heard of Florence before if you've listened to the podcast for some time because this is where we spent our winter before last. Crazy that I've been recording the podcast that long. And uh, we edit our documentary here. So we were here for a couple months. I probably complained a little bit about the colder weather because we're in northern Alabama. And I'm a southern boy from Texas. And I'm used to way warmer winters. <laughs> anyway, it's April here now. So obviously, it's been really beautiful outside. And we've been enjoying our stay. Today on the podcast, I'm interviewing mural artist Victor Ving and photographer Lisa Beggs from the Greetings Tour, who you may have heard of. You may have been following them on Instagram or seen some of their murals across the country. They've been traveling in an RV for the past two years, creating interactive murals inspired by vintage large letter greeting cards. These murals are becoming national landmarks with many people traveling to these locations just to get a picture next to one of these signature works of art by Victor and local artists. Victor is also one of the co-owners of the Klukhaus Gallery and Graffiti USA, the country's top aerosol art agency with multiple cities and artists all over the United States. A few things that we talk about in this episode is how Victor and Lisa came up with the idea for the Greetings Tour, how they failed at finding sponsors before their trip despite having been featured on multiple national media outlets and having worked with companies like Facebook, LinkedIn, and many others, and how to create buzz around your projects to attract new clients and the balance between honing your craft and building a following on social media. I've been wanting to get these guys on the podcast for a while because I just love their project. They're artists making a living as they're traveling the country. And so it's a little bit different, a little less business and a little bit more how they've built up this craft and how they brought this project to life. You guys are going to love this episode with Victor and Lisa. Let's get into it. What's up, guys? Thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Your show. Yeah, so you guys are hanging out in the Smokies right now or in that part of the country. You just finished up your latest mural in Knoxville. How did that one go? It was great. Just uh, nine long days of painting, and now we're just taking a little break, catching up on some work, and then uh, going to check out the park. Awesome. Uh, so going back a few years ago, you guys were both living in New York City, right? Uh, yes, we were. And, uh, Victor, you're running Graffiti USA. I'm assuming, Lisa, you were doing photography, right? Yep. I was doing photography. And your family has a history in uh, trucks and RVs. So where did this whole idea come to travel the country and take on this massive project? Because this isn't the kind of thing that just, like, pops in your head. Or maybe it is. I don't know. Um, I so, think like, it kind of did. <laughs> it did? Okay. <laughs> maybe that is true. Yeah. Then. So we were, we were on a road trip um, in 2014 in California. And it was a two-week road trip up the coast, and we didn't want it to end. So we went back to New York, and um, Victor painted the Greetings from Chinatown mural in um, downtown Manhattan. And we just saw the positive reaction of the neighborhood, and we were like, we can we can do this. So yeah. we did it. That's awesome. So, Victor, what 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 is the draw for you with the large, bold lettering? Because, I mean, that's been a consistent thing across all these graffiti art projects that you've done, all the murals, I'm sorry. Uh, so what what draws you to that particular lettering of all the different types of art that you could do? 
Yeah, so I guess that was kind of like unconscious. It's like an iconic style of like the postcard from like the 40s. And I guess I, I just kind of reference it unconsciously when, when I created a few of these in the beginning and then uh, started actually collecting some of the cards as like references of like color schemes and, you know, different lettering and things like that. And you became a huge nerd yeah, collecting nerd. like 2,500 <laughs> postcards. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I don't know. And I kind of get tired of painting the same thing over and over. And this, this, although like the overall style stays the same, like it's always a new challenge within the letters. Of, different, like, different imagery. Yeah, different yeah. imagery. So I enjoy doing it. And then also able to tie in Lisa's photography as well. So yeah, you guys are out. a crazy power couple in that regard. Cause you can go around and do these awesome murals in different cities and you also run this agency, so you understand the business aspect of being able to set up and paint murals in different towns across the country. And then Lisa can do an incredible job of documenting the whole thing. So, power couple, watch out. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and also, like, previous to the agency, I also did the corporate thing for, like, eight years, you know. So, the, the agency was fairly new and, and, you know, leaving on this tour kind of. I guess made me step that up in a sense of being able to kind of just let go and, and do more of like the business end of things and not have to actually paint the commercial work. So, Gotcha. Where did you used good. to work yeah. at? I worked at like experience, like a email marketing agency doing kind of like project management work there. So yeah, that's pretty much the same as graffiti art. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. <laughs> so this might be a dumb question, but how do you practice graffiti art because it's like you can't just you know walk up to the outside of a major bank building uh or maybe you can i don't know so how do you how do you you yeah that'd be illegal (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well i i never went to like any formal art school or anything it was this kind of you know bit of getting in trouble as a kid and and just (laughs) i guess growing up in new york so many people did graffiti and uh, you know even if it's just like scribbling in notebooks or whatnot and I guess I kind of stuck to it after everyone else grew out of it, and then <laughs> took it a little more seriously. Yeah, took it a little more seriously, and then uh, I don't know, just just tried doing all these you know, the style of imagery, and here I am today, and making a living yeah. out of it. That's awesome. Did you ever actually get in serious trouble doing artwork? Because you you just seem like a nice kind of quiet guy. I don't know. Lisa may have other things to say about that, but like, uh, did you <laughs> no, ever? No, he is. He's a nice guy. <laughs> well, um... <laughs> well, maybe not when he was sixteen. <laughs> yeah, when I when I was a bit younger, I definitely got into my fair share of trouble, and parents weren't very happy about it. You know, so now it's interesting because now my parents they're like, "Oh, you still doing that?" And, and you know, I think. But you're on the news for good things. Yeah, for, things. for more positive things. <laughs> it's so funny because um, Alyssa, I mean, Alyssa and I went to my parents. We were, you know, 23, getting married and going to travel around the country and do, um, you know, a 50-state-based project, working a job in each state, but kind of flushing this whole idea out. And we were a lot further along in our – I mean, not as far along, I'm sorry, in our careers, you know, just getting started and there was this element of what the heck are you doing with your life? And then um, 
we did like a, a CNN found us on Twitter and heard about this couple who was traveling the country working hourly jobs and doing this documentary. Mm-hmm. And they uh, did a story on us. And then we did like a Fox and Friends morning show and a couple other things and stuff. And and then it turned into like a point of pride for parents. So I think it's like if you're ever having trouble convincing your parents that you're crazy, it's just like get a little bit of media or something and then they'll be <laughs> really proud of you. I don't know if that's kind of the similar for you guys, but it sounds kind of like it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe secretly proud. And <laughs> yeah, I told my mom yesterday that we were doing this podcast, and she was like, "Lisa, you're almost famous." And I'm oh. like, "No, I don't want to be famous. <laughs> don't tell me that." Yeah, I was. Uh, this is a totally random thing, and I don't know much I, about him as an artist, or uh, but I'm. He's probably the most famous graffiti artist, uh, Banksy. Uh, but and I know there's a documentary, a bunch of stuff. I actually haven't seen it, but there was a reference to him on a show we're watching on Netflix right now called White Collar, which is kind of our latest spins and stuff. And he's I didn't I had no idea that this guy was anonymous, that nobody knows who he is. So is that like a thing within the graffiti art community that like there's no desire to necessarily be known? It's more about the art itself, or is that is that not true? Yeah, and I guess that that's in a way, yes. Um, I guess just the mysterious aspect of it, it you know i'm sure banksy could reveal himself it, it, just having that mysteriousness to him kind of gives him a little more of that cool factor i guess <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i mean I, I never really wanted to be known or, or famous really and just kind of let the work speak for itself you know and you know nowadays with instagram it's totally different because everybody is on it and you know you see these artists that used to be anonymous, but then now you see photos of like their family and everything on there with yeah. them. So <laughs> it's kind of interesting. Well, it's kind of the double-edged sword too, because you guys are working to do one of these murals in all 50 states. And so there's kind of the fine line between working on the craftsmanship and, you know, the artistry, taking the photos, making the murals, but also the marketing side of things, which allow you guys to basically get the additional opportunities. Like if, you know, maybe if you didn't have Instagram, it may have been harder to find some of these products. I don't know, maybe not, but I'm assuming there's been quite a few people who have followed you guys and seen your work on Instagram uh, and wanted you to come and do a mural in their city. Yeah, no, that that's very, very true. I mean, a lot of, you know, people that reach out is through social media these days. So it's definitely a great tool mm-hmm. to get ourselves out there and, and i guess the murals themselves are pretty much billboards for you know our project everywhere we and go, our so. rv <laughs> yeah. says greetings tour on it yeah. <laughs> yeah it looks incredibly classy what kind of what brand of rv is that because i mean it's just branded you guys so but what kind of rv is that yeah it's a four winds thor okay classy yeah. 24 feet everything you need it's, <laughs> it's good we like it oh it's a 2014 <laughs> okay, awesome. Uh, so you guys had the idea for this project. You wanted to continue traveling. And so how did the conversation kind of evolve after y'all had the idea to go and paint murals across the country? Like, what was the timeline and sequence as you were doing photography, Lisa, and Victor, as you were running the agency? And how did that kind of evolve? Because I know there's a lot of people who maybe have ideas for big projects or things they want to take their work and go remote and keep exploring. But there's... I don't know. There's a lot of things that can kind of fall off in that transitioning period. So what did that look like for you guys? Yeah, and I think like prior to uh, actually going on this journey, we, we definitely planned and, and you know, we, we made decks and tried to pitch this project to many, many sponsors without any luck. 
even Thor. Yeah. Really? So you guys approached yeah, the list goes on. Yeah. We we just tried to get some sort of funding just because you know obviously you know RV costs and just living on the road and not just being to get that, started. Yeah. You know. But you know we we didn't have any luck at first. You know we tried and tried and then finally we we're like let's just do it because. Mm. Um, we, we, I guess our first year on the road was Chicago, right? I guess yeah, we consider that one. So that one was done out of pocket. And then just the feedback from there. Which is still the largest. Chicago yeah, is still the, the most, most popular. popular mural wow. that it is awesome. So I love the Chicago one. Maybe because it just says save, save Ferris on there. But plus yeah. the Cubs <laughs> won the World Series. So there's like exactly. some additional yeah. hype maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. And and we like, you know, doing ones that aren't commissioned, you know, we have a lot more creative freedom with those. And I don't know, after Chicago happened, I guess that's when things started to pick up a bit. And I think people really need to like see it, you know, and mm-hmm. we just had to take a gamble and just do it. Otherwise, we would be stuck in New York forever planning this and nothing would actually happen. So... Yeah. What about what about you, Lisa? I mean, you had your photography business. So was there any fear of losing clients or all of clients? I mean, what was what was kind of your mental thought process or just this sounds awesome? Let's go do it. So I was working in a photography studio in Chelsea, um, New York City. So that was all like in studio. Um, So I did leave that behind. But I mean, I've built a portfolio off of the entire country versus just a city. So it's worked out for me and we're starting to put a book together of our, our greeting store. So that's two years of imagery that we should be putting together soon. <laughs> so it's, it's been awesome for photography standpoint. That's awesome. Have you, uh, so there's a new, this is just a complete side note that I just thought of off the top of my head, but there's a little magazine coming out. Uh, that's a print magazine through an agency that has like traditional media, um, relationships that's so coming out in Barnes and Noble and things like that. It's called Rova Magazine, and it's just a bunch of pictures of people in RVs. I'm just, I wouldn't be surprised if they contacted you guys. Oh, yeah. but uh, they may be a cool person for you guys to contact and thinking about some type of print, um, like as far as distribution and somebody who's trying to tap right. into the RV. Anyway, just a side note. Thought. Yeah, that's a good idea. Thank um, you. Yeah, totally. So. Uh, yeah, so I guess you didn't have really any reservations about leaving that behind because you'd already built a portfolio. And were you thinking that you would um, be pursuing other client projects around the road? Or are you mostly going to be focused on the greetings tour? Um, focus on the greetings tour, for sure. It's a lot goes into it. But I've opened up to different things like shooting weddings and all that, um, which is happening this year. So yeah, I mean, and I guess on my end, too, I, I planned on just doing kind of like commission work on the road. And I thought I would be doing a lot more of that. But I think it's been more connecting with local artists in these cities that we go to and kind of just being on that agency side of, of getting them the work, um, which has been great because we've been able to build a huge network nationwide of other graffiti artists. So. And we get to meet them there yeah. in their cities. And, and we awesome. try to also collaborate with local artists in each mural that we do so we kind of give them a letter to do what they want in there just to give them a sense of ownership after we're gone and they can help maintain the piece when we're gone so that's awesome is that kind of the big overarching dream for you victor is like that connectivity amongst other artists in different cities and being able to support them because i mean you've done work at linkedin facebook and you know uh, coney Island, all these major places uh and so to be able to help 
uh, give other artists that same type of those same types of projects? Is that kind of one of the big dreams that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It feels good because, you know, a lot of these artists I work with were in the same boat I was in working a corporate job. And then, you know, they love to do art on the side, but they can't make a living off of it. So great. It feels great to give them the opportunity to do something they love, make some money out of it, too. So, yeah. Awesome. Did you guys did you guys have any uh, fears about hitting the road in RV? I know we talked to you guys are from New York, so you aren't used to having a lot of room anyway. But I mean, class CRV, that's pretty tight. So was there any concerns about doing that full time for a while or not really? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't think so. Yeah, we, we lived together for a bit <laughs> before we left. and We're both like yeah. easygoing people and we clean a lot. So I think that helps. But yeah, I grew up going on road trips and RVs. So I was like kind of familiar. I was young, but. Huge like, learning curve for me, though. Like, I yeah. knew nothing. <laughs> if anything, life. if anything goes wrong in the RV, Victor fixes it like that second. Really? So I think that. Well, has well, kept let's us. take that back. I, I don't know <laughs> anything about like engine work type of thing, but yeah, well, that's, that's, that's why we decided to get a newer one because, you know, knock on wood, we haven't had any major breakdowns yet. So yeah. But you mean just with little things inside the RV or whatever? Yeah, right. just minor things here and there, you know. So. Things add up quickly. Yeah, I can take notes from that. I'm kind of glad that Alyssa doesn't. Alyssa listens to me talk <laughs> on this side, and because she hears me talk all the time, she—I mean, she doesn't dig in and listen to every podcast and things. So I'm kind of glad because she would kind of <laughs> give me a stink eye because I'm—I procrastinate sometimes. I need to be better. Uh, I need to be a better partner in that regard. Um, I saw, so after you get this, you do this first gig out of pocket, um, in Chicago. So you guys lined that mm-hmm. up. How did y'all, how did y'all find the building and where to paint at? Yeah. So that was actually through a local artist that, that collaborated with us on the, one of the letters, I think the C in the middle. So he goes by like a muse one, two, six. And, and then he connected us with a local gallery owner on that block, uh, Billy, Billy from gallery F and okay. he kind of helped us find the wall. So obviously we have to know the kind of the scale of the walls before we design each piece. So he just emailed us kind of the dimensions and we kind of built everything off of that. So The wall was empty when we painted yeah. it and now it's completely surrounded by murals. Yep. That is so yeah, awesome. The feedback was great. So like next thing you know, their home building is now covered. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, because coming from Austin, this is we talked about this a little bit. Uh, it, it's kind of a normal thing. Uh, we have a huge graffiti wall. There's a big sign that says "I love you," um, and everyone takes pictures in front of that. And so it's kind of a normal thing in Austin. It's like we protect our art. People are very proud of it. We, yeah. you know, everyone takes photos in front of it all the time. And uh, but I know that all places aren't like that. Uh, so after you guys did this first piece of artwork in Chicago, how did you go about finding the next one? Did y'all just had y'all planned kind of a tentative route? And then you said, well, I know some artists in this place. We'll see if we can try to find something there. Or how did you go from, you know, this out of pocket to eventually I know you guys now work with some of either like a local sponsors for businesses or tourism boards and things like that. So how did you go about finding the next one? Yeah, well, I guess the next one was also still out of pocket. It was yeah, Seattle. So Seattle. Um, that was just kind of through friends and, and other artists who, who helped us uh, find that wall. And then I guess we did get sponsored by Rainier Beer for that one. After. Yeah, after the fact that we painted. Mm. Um, so that, that one was, I, that's actually one of my favorite murals, Seattle. Uh, we, I don't know if you've been there, but there's like this little yeah. like gum wall. It's kind of gross, actually. <laughs> 
actually. <laughs> um, so we had like a small section on the mural that we actually created like a little mini gum wall on it. Oh wow! Then, that was, yeah. Yeah, we didn't. But then we didn't want it to get out of hand. Where like the actual gum wall, where people kept adding to it. So then we, you know, Rainier Beer actually reached out to work with us and. We incorporated it because they have like a famous, you know, the R logo in their skyline in mm-hmm. Seattle. So as long as it's like relevant content to the city, you know, we, we incorporated them in there and then they helped with some sponsorship after the fact. And then. Yeah, people don't catch on right away. Like when we go in, in their buildings and ask if we can paint on their walls, <laughs> you know, they, they typically say no no right away they think that we're we're selling them something mm. um so they just turn us away um that actually happened in, in denver a lot um we were about to give up and finally someone just said yes yeah um, so, so i guess denver was one of the first so we connected randomly we we're just looking around for walls and then we found a business called denver beer co and it, it just worked out they were happened to be looking for a mural on their wall and <laughs> you know the name you know greetings from denver and that's the name of their company, so it all kind of worked out. That's awesome. Yeah, so we just started to build a portfolio in that sense, like, you know, getting murals um, in all the four corners of the country. Yep. And people finally caught on to what you we were doing, and that's how we... Yeah, then, then the emails started coming in where people yeah. reached out. Um, but it was also hard because we also had to plan our, our travels around when we would be in certain places. So, And I'm sure you, you know all about that, too. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, at least you guys are there for a little bit longer periods of time. So that's that's nice, too, because you can kind of uh, show up and get to experience some of the city and kind of find out what is meaningful to people in those towns and incorporate it into the into the murals. It's, it's kind of it kind of blows my mind just how close minded some people are, because there is I mean, from a practical standpoint, an astronomical benefit to having a beautiful greetings from mural painted on your business wall before even hearing somebody out. And, you know, the fact that they just wouldn't they're so opposed to the context of somebody walking up in them and actually being a good offer that, you know, they would just immediately shut you down. Yeah, yeah. And and I think it's it's that a lot of people are just scared of change, you know, so like, you know, their building may have had a you know, pain falling off it for like 20 years and, you know, they, they don't want anything new, you know, if things are fine as it is. So yeah. <laughs> you kind of have to convince them. But usually after the fact, like they're all so happy about it, you know, so. That's yeah. when people want to get involved yeah. is after yeah. we paint. <laughs> <laughs> after they see the proof. Yeah. Is it, yeah. Um, it's kind of a little slice of humble pie to walk into a business and somebody just be like, no, get out. Um, Because, I mean, I had that happen to me during Hourly America when I was trying to work jobs across the country. And, I mean, we weren't trying to paint um, hourly work in a negative light. It was kind of the opposite. And we were trying to, you know, find cool stories from people working jobs that they enjoyed and that they were passionate about. Um, And so, I mean... You could, I guess, you could say that there's a there's the value of a you know a company being in a documentary and and whatever, um, and there's of course the downside of us saying something bad, which wasn't the case. I've totally forgot where I was going with that, but anyway, yeah, no. Sometimes it just sucked to have people you know like look at you in the face and be like, no, get out, you know. So, have is that how you have you guys actually found quite a bit of y'all's murals uh, walls by just walking into businesses and asking them? I, I guess in the beginning. No, we just did Tucson that oh, yeah, way. Yeah, Tucson was pretty Tucson. awesome. Yeah. Um, we painted on Miller's surplus, and this guy, the owner, turned out to be this amazing person that <laughs> just had this crazy life story of 
being in this band and like what else was he oh he was a news anchor just this interesting guy we got to know um from painting his building and he was just an automatic yes no although we did try previous month we had to go back and because he wasn't there yeah. yeah That's so awesome. I guess in y'all's book, y'all can have uh, like the people behind the wall and, and share some of those cool stories yeah, of the, yeah. mm-hmm. the yeah. people that you guys meet that are behind the wall. So stepping back, uh, talking about, I guess, some of the agency practical work, because a lot of people who listen are, you know, running some type of business on the road. How have you guys been spending a lot of your days? I know, Victor, you said you're doing a lot of project management right now. So I guess you guys have inquiries coming in on the agency side of the aerosol art agency and your help distributing those projects and, you know, bidding on client projects and things like that and working with artists. Is that what you're doing on a day-to-day basis? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I have like a partner in New York and, and another partner in uh, Los Angeles and we are pretty busy with requests. Uh, it's, you know, I guess we definitely need to bring on some additional help because <laughs> I, it gets very busy and you know like right now for example we're sitting here at the base of smoky mountains and you know hard to it's right here but can't yeah, really enjoy it we have I'm a full day on. of yeah. work ahead of us so it's that work balance that's you know i'm sure it's a repetitive theme that comes up on your show but you know just trying to find time to enjoy yeah do you get do you guys feel like living and traveling in an RV has given y'all a different perspective on, on your work. And, and cause I know we were talking, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. we talked, we talked about this a little bit where New York city obviously has this culture of hurriedness, you know, you just walk fast everywhere. I'm, I think, I think Victor, you said you still walk fast everywhere. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. just, just <laughs> out of, <laughs> just because, uh, yeah. So how has that changed some of the way you guys approach your work? Is there less urgency there now or still like wanting to work hard, but I, I don't know. How's that changed? Uh, I mean, for me, I think it's it, coming from that background is still beneficial to me because I just kind of knock stuff out and gives us gives me more time. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. What about you, Lisa? I mean, that's something Victor has taught me is just to get things done. I'm seeing a trend that that, uh, <laughs> that Victor is not a procrastinator. No, he's not at all. What's the what's the secret to not procrastinating, Victor? Just getting it done. Yeah, I think it's that New York pace of life. Like everything was due yesterday, so <laughs> I just try to get it done and, and move on to the next thing. And even even this whole project in general, like we, you know, if we just kept trying to get a sponsorship, we would have never left. And mm. I think just just doing it. Mm-hmm. It's actually incredibly encouraging. I mean, it sucks that you didn't get a sponsor from the beginning, but for people listening. I think it can be encouraging because like you guys are really, really talented. I'm not just blowing smoke. Like your photography, Lisa, I looked at a bunch of your photos. I mean, like you're an amazing photographer, Victor, you're really talented and, and you guys weren't able to get a sponsor for this project. So just because nobody jumps on the board and says yes, automatically doesn't necessarily unvalidate, disvalidate any potential project, right? Like you put skin in the game and people jump on board. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you. And, and also, just to back up, so we do have a sponsor in terms of our spray paint. So Montana uh, Cans does sponsor us with our paint. Mm-hmm. But um, I think, yeah, I mean, running your own business and, you know, you could put in a lot of work and, and you might not see immediate reward. Whereas, like, if you're getting a paycheck every week as an employee. But I guess it's, like, all for the long term. And, you know, we, we've seen it over the last year that all the 
extra work we've put in has started to pay off a bit. So. It yeah. definitely does. And it's, it's fun to tell people that you made up what you do. Like this is <laughs> totally something, you know, Victor paints and I'm a photographer and we put those things together and now we're doing it. And, and you enjoy travel and that's in there too. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's been like the best two years of our lives and it's just, you know, we get like a higher quality of life, um, but we can still like do what we love. I love that. So it's been great. Yeah. Um, jumping around a little bit, we kind of touched on this earlier, but I'm interested to hear y'all's <laughs> yeah. perspective on this. So y'all spent an exorbitant amount of time on photography and learning art, aerosol art, uh, graffiti art. So you spent so much time on that. Do you think that in 2017, it's become more of a challenge for people to, I don't know if I want to say more of a challenge, but maybe there's less people who go deeper into their skill sets and honing those skill sets because of things like social media where it's trying to figure out the balance between posting and sharing your art and actually working on the artistry and craft itself. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And we were, it's funny because we were just talking about something like this. So like on the agency side, like I won't name any any client, but you know, like we work with a lot of clients that they, they just care about, you know, working with artists with like big followings and, you know, how many Instagram followers they have. But you know, I guess what we're creating is it's hard to kind of measure in that sense. And, you know, it, it lives on after we're gone. And, you know, it just the value is hard to measure in numbers because so many people pass by the, these murals we create every day. And I don't know, I, I think I, I would love for it to go back to more quality over quantity, you know, so. <laughs> well, I think I think that it, it will because if there's only so many people who are going really deep into different skills, then uh, I think people are naturally going to gravitate towards what's different and what's meaningful. And if everyone's kind of like, you know, kind of just nicking at the surface level of skills, then um, then there's not that many people who are creating really amazing things. And I, I struggle with this a lot, too, because there's the temptation of saying like, oh, well, you have sponsors. You know, there's a... I guess, inherent tug to want to make sure that, you know, you're continuing to grow your audience and your reach because you want to provide value for them because that's part of the reason they sponsor, Mm -hmm. you know, you. Um, But then there's also the, uh, you know, the tug to want to go deeper and I guess learn more of the art form. And um, I know those have to coexist because I'm sure every artist has had, you know, they have to, you have to promote yourself to live, but I don't know. It's just, it's a hard thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And and for us too, it's like, I guess Chicago started, took us like three days to do it and now the last mural took us like nine days to paint so you know personally I like to keep pushing myself and you know adding more and more detail into murals so and they're all not always even evident in the photos but you know I like when people actually go to the mural to notice a lot of the detail that doesn't show up in the photos so we also hide ourselves in some murals too which is kind of (laughs) funny That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, if you, uh, if anyone listening, if you search hashtag greetings from, I know that's not, I don't know, is that y'all's, would you say that's uh, y'all's? I guess Go ahead. greetings tour. tour. Yeah, greetings tour. Um, yeah. But also greetings from, and then the city, so like greetings from Chicago. Or it's something. confusing. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no. yeah, I know greetings tour is the name of the actual tour. Um, I search both. So greetings tour, it's like all you guys, obviously. But then if you just search greetings from, which is kind of cool because it's just a generic term that people 
obviously you since like the 30s um and uh but you guys are some of the top results for that too because people are going to these cities and taking pictures in front of y'all's murals so i want to move on so we had a few people from our facebook group uh submit questions to ask you guys you have a lot of fans oh, yeah. Okay. yeah so um so we're going to dig into a few of their questions uh so this first one is from chris from it's a wonderful rv life he said this is so cool I see they are, they are in a man lift in one of the pictures, and I'm guessing they don't tow that. How do they handle procuring the supplies needed for a given project, and what type and how much supplies do they carry with them at all times? Yeah, so we definitely don't tow a sizzlers. <laughs> um, <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that would be impressive, uh, yeah. Yeah, but uh, I, I guess most of the cities kind of arrange that for us. Um or you rent it on your own. Yeah, or for the I most rent it on my own, depending how tall the mural is. But like, uh, for example, Waterbury, Connecticut, the the lift company, I guess, just donated the lift because we were doing something for the city. So, um, but it varies from. And sometimes we just rent scaffolding. We've had to go to Home Depot and stuff like twelve foot scaffolding into our RV. <laughs> <laughs> so that did happen. All, yeah. That actually happened. That's yeah. awesome. Um, all of my cameras are obviously inside the RV, so we have that always locked up. But all of the paint is like outside of this of our like storage in the yeah. RV, which so maybe I shouldn't have just said that. What? <laughs> but, uh, we've actually had someone try to like break into our RV. Really? Um, and the outside while we were inside, luckily. Uh, so he just would have gotten some spray paint. Yeah. Were you were you guys like in a city or at a campground or what? Yeah. No, I, we were in we were parked outside. We were doing the San Diego mural. Um and yeah, in the middle of the night we were I guess we were kind of parked in an alley next to the wall, so Oh yeah. <laughs> Which is kinda yeah. creepy. Yeah. I was wondering about that because I'd seen some photos where you guys are parked next to the mural and our first year on the road when we were doing Hourly America, we, we took our 29-foot rig into a lot of cities. So there's, like, pictures of us parallel park next to Domino's in downtown Seattle. <laughs> and you've got this RV with this big, you know, logo on the outside, and, and people are inquisitive. And I'm like, yeah, our whole life's in this thing. And so you guys are pretty brave for actually cam- camping in some of these spots. But I guess it all worked out, and he didn't get any of the spray paint. Did you stick your head outside and yell at him or what? Yeah, I just opened yeah. the window. He got scared and... And then at the same time, a cop happened to be rolling down the block too. So, and he talked to him about something else. So I just let them deal with it. I don't know. <laughs> just go back to sleep. Yeah. Um, yep. So uh, the next question is from from Carinza from Drive Dive Devour. I'd like to know how long they typically stay in one place to finish a project and explore. I follow them, and we've missed each other a couple times. It seems like they mm. are on the move a lot. We are. <laughs> I we typically take like maybe two weeks in every city that we paint is that right victor yeah i mean we need some time to get the photo references and everything um and then the actual painting is typically about a week it's been longer lately but yeah yeah but generally we get pretty tired of places quickly we could be in a town for like two days and we're like ready to get out of there not so much in national parks, but uh, yeah, city, we do travel quickly. Tough, you know, in RVs. So. Gotcha. So sorry we missed you. 
<laughs> uh, the next question is from Nancy and Paul from our somedaysnow.com. Uh, greetings to her is one of our favorites to follow on social media. We made a point to see their mural in Tucson. We unfortunately missed the one in San Diego, but would have really loved to see it. This is not so much a question as a request. I'd love to see all of their mural locations displayed on a map for quicker, quicker reference when checking if they have one nearby. It's always amazing to see how quickly they work. And, uh, yeah, so we talked about this a little bit before you guys said that y'all were working on, like, a plug-in uh, for y'all's website. Yeah, yeah. So I think WordPress has, like, a map feature that we're, we're definitely working on it. So uh, <laughs> It's, a, it's yeah. on the list. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Uh, Shelly from phototrippingamerica.com said, as a travel photographer, I would love to know how they narrowed down who to contact in each city regarding their project and how far in advance they do so. I, too, would love a map of where their project – okay, I promise I'm not harping on you guys. Uh, I was just like – so, uh, yeah, go ahead. I'd what we usually like reach out to locals um, to see like what they love best, and then we'll go around seeing what like really sticks out and makes that city unique um, for photo references. Yeah, but most of the content is like suggested by locals and like what they would want to see inside the mural. But I guess the original question was how, how far in advance we reach out. Right. Um, yeah. It, it, it really varies. I mean, like. The Knoxville recent mural, like, I guess Dustin, they originally reached out almost, like, two years ago in, like, October 2015 and, you know, finally got the funding to make it happen. And, and here we are almost, you know, a year and a half later. Got it done. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, McKenna from McKenna Aide. I, I'm sorry, McKenna, if I mispronounced it. I'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, she said, hi, Lisa and Victor. I'm so thrilled with your artistic endeavor. You two have definitely taken the phrase artistic freedom to an entirely new level. Uh, and she asked, my first question is, are any of your art supplies, aerosols, and paint sensitive to temperature change as you drive throughout the country? If so, how do you protect uh, from overheating slash freezing? Yeah, well, we definitely try to stay in warm weather year-round. <laughs> so <laughs> during the painting process, I, I mean... I think we can only really paint using aerosols under 40 degrees for the most part. Uh, and we don't, I mean, people always ask if we put like kind of protective coating on it, but we don't recommend that because over time it may like, you know, yellow some colors and, and it makes more sense just to do touch ups, like if we ever have to. Gotcha. But, yeah. Well, that's all of the, uh, the Facebook questions. I'd have a couple more questions for you guys. Um, what would, First of all, what has been y'all's favorite place that y'all visited in the RV? Yes. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, that's the tough question. Yeah. Everyone asks that, asks yeah. that question, <laughs> and I never, I try and switch it up all the time. I do this because thing. I never, <laughs> I never know what to say. Like, how can you pick one place? Well, but national go ahead. In general, I mean, for me, I, I'd say Glacier was probably one. Oh, of my I love Glacier. Pick. I mean. National parks is kind of new to me. Like, I didn't really know too much about it, being a city kid. <laughs> it's pretty much the polar then, opposite of New York City. <laughs> yeah, so, I, you know, there's just so many beautiful places in this country. And, you know, I've done a lot of international travel, but, you know, there's so much here in America that, that we can enjoy. So that, that's My, my favorite place, well, place in the States is the Oregon coast. Okay. Um, just camping out overnight on the ocean was absolutely amazing. And it's free. So that's also awesome. <laughs> it's 
driving an RV across the country has been a great reminder because sometimes I think if you spend a lot of time in cities, you get this idea that, man, we're all on top of each other. You know, there's so many people. And then you go drive across uh, Wyoming uh, and Montana and you realize, wow, there's a there's still a crap ton of land out there. And just like mm-hmm. there's so much land available. Yeah. And uh, it's a good I reminder. I hope we leave it that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I hope we I hope we do, too. Uh, what would you guys say has the, been the biggest unforeseen benefit of this whole experience for you guys? Just something that y'all weren't necessarily expecting to happen, but it has. Oh, boy. Hmm. And then maybe it's, you know, left you guys as a better couple, better partners, um, you know, better at business, at your craft, whatever. Yeah. Hmm. It's the biggest benefit. Well, one thing is this being able to not have to plan so far in advance which which is great um so i guess being better at going with the flow and not having like a long-term kind of plan and being okay with that yeah yeah i mean that's definitely a huge benefit living in an rv can you say the question again i'm sorry (laughs) yeah no worries (laughs) so i mean and we can come back to it if you guys don't have anything. Okay. But, um, you know, basically it was, what What would you say has been the biggest unforeseen benefit of this whole experience driving across the country in RV, um, whether it pertains to you guys in business, as a couple, in life, whatever? I mean, there's probably the, the you know, low-hanging benefits like, oh, I'm going to get to experience nature. We have a cool project. We're going to, you know, find meaning and meet cool people. But is there anything that you guys yeah. didn't expect to happen that – has come along and you're like, oh man, that was something unexpected. And that's been a cool thing about this whole process. I think like generally speaking, like it's all up to you. Like living in an RV, you're so free to like, you know, move and go wherever you want, like whenever you want. Hmm. I know that sounds really serious, but, (laughs) but, and, and then you do have to plan like in the long term because I mean, we're going to New York in a few months. I guess this that was just a whole thought process, and you don't have to put all that together. But I don't, I don't know. No, like, no, I'd that, ma- to, that I'd makes have sense. To think about that. Like again. the the crazy amount of freedom, right? Like the like it's a kind of unparalleled, right? Like you guys can choose your next mural, your next city, your next location. It's like most of our life are are have more structure than that. I actually thought of a good one. Yeah, let's hear it. <laughs> I, I basically. Uh... You get a lot of sleep these days, <laughs> whereas when I lived in the city, I was, you know, you have to wake up early for that commute, and then, you know, you lose time commuting That back, is, so yeah, that is the best benefit. <laughs> you know, life, we so. feel really healthy, actually, yeah. because mm-hmm. we're always cooking for ourselves, and that is one downside, is people always give recommendations on food, and we don't want to tell them, like, oh, we don't really go out to eat, or, like, <laughs> eat fast food. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we do feel really healthy. We sleep and you don't have the pressure of someone asking you to like get drinks all the time. Like, <laughs> like after work, like, Hey, you want to grab a drink? Like, no, you don't have to do that. No, so that's that funny. Feels I, good. I saw on y'all's blog that you said, uh, you know, originally this was supposed to be one year. Now it's been two and you said something about returning back to reality and how you didn't have to do that yet. I know that during our travels, we've had a lot of people that have come up to us and, you know, for lack of better words, basically say, you know, when are you going to get back to the real world? Have you guys had that happen yet? In any context? No, or, this uh, this is our real real world. <laughs> like this this is reality for us now. You know? Yeah. You mean people have people? Oh, ask us that, right. Yeah. That, well, I mean, obviously, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is your reality, and and like we get that. Uh, you know, 
very well because it's this is our reality too like we're not escaping from anything like this is our real, yeah. this is our real world but um i was just wondering if you guys had kind of gotten uh some of that pushback f- while being on the road about like you know have fun while you can you know because this is maybe not the real world experience yeah i don't know if we've ever encountered anyone asking us that but uh people tell us all the time that it's that it's good we're doing this when we're young yeah i agree with i that. think that's that's <laughs> what people usually say to us what yeah. do people say to us? I also, actually, if you want to go back to that last question, I also flipped out of another. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe it's a bad question. We'll go back to that. We'll revert. Uh, but one unforeseen, I guess before we left, it was like, obviously finances are a big deal, like making sure you know, we can stay on the, live, uh, sorry, <laughs> stay on the road and, and you know, live. But I feel like after a year we realized we were actually saving so much money not you know not having to deal with new york rent and cooking all our food and you know we, we just don't i don't know we don't spend too much on the road so we actually end up saving yeah it's yeah. a shift in priorities for sure yeah it's kind of crazy i mean especially if you're cool with boondocking how much you can save on lodging as you're traveling and we don't even do as much as you can you know, for us, we, we're a little bit bigger. We have a tow car, you know, 50 amp. We're not really equipped at boondock a lot, but you know, it's that option is there if you, if you, if you want it. Um, the last question I have for you guys is, uh, how would y'all define success in this lifestyle and what you guys are doing now? You want to go for this one? <laughs> you go we're just first. going in all the deep yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess more than making a mark, well, literally in a sense, <laughs> with the murals, but, uh, I guess like you know we're all we're all not here forever, and I guess my goal would, would be to inspire people long after I'm gone. So whether it be the murals or just the story of this project, um, I think that would be successful to me. Too. Yeah, and I think it means something different to everyone. But success, that's that's a word you hear a lot. But I I'm happy to say that you know we made up what we're doing. And we're having a great time doing it. I love it. So you can, I mean, you can write what you want to do and and go out and do it pretty much is what you're saying. Yeah, I think that's, that's success is doing what you want when you want and, you know, support yourself while doing it. Awesome. Well, where, where can people learn more about you guys and connect with y'all? Website, everything is greetingstour.com or or at greetingstour on social media. Awesome. Well, Victor and Lisa, thank you guys so much for being on the show. Thank you so much. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast with a greetings tour. If you want to grab the show notes on this episode, head on over to our website at heathandalyssa.com and go to podcast. If you want to leave a review in iTunes, I love hearing from you guys. I think we're at 158 reviews right now, which is amazing. And also recently noticed that our only three-star review bumped up to a five-star review. I didn't even know you could make annotations <laughs> to previous reviews, but for whoever changed the review, thank you. And I didn't put any pressure on you. But I appreciate you guys following along and giving feedback and making suggestions on future people to bring on the show. So always feel free to send those suggestions over to Heath at Campground Booking. I love hearing from you guys. I love hearing new topics. It helps me develop new content. And I just love meeting listeners. Thank you guys again for tuning in. And I'll see you all next time on the RV Entrepreneur Podcast. Podcast.